Welcome to the Front Office Exchange, where we take a look at the careers of executives and rising stars within the sports business. Now, here's your host, Jake Failing. Welcome to Episode 9 of the Front Office Exchange Podcast. Our guest today is Mike Burling, General Manager of the Durham Bulls. Everybody knows the Durham Bulls. They are the uh, Tampa Bay Rays AAA affiliate in Durham, North Carolina, obviously. Um, But you also know them thanks in large part to the movie Bull Durham, which starred Kevin Costner, Tim Robbins, Susan Sarandon, among others. Uh, But the Bulls are also among the, if not the, preeminent minor league baseball team uh, in the industry when you consider their attendance and branding and merchandising, on-field performance, and so much more. Uh, And leading that charge is Mike, and he has been with the Bulls in some capacity since 1998, and he's been their general manager since 2002. Now, when I worked for USA Baseball, our offices were essentially uh, directly beneath third base of the Durham Bulls Athletic Park. So I was fortunate enough to get to know Mike and his family well, work with his team closely, and watch him work and, and lead to grow the Bulls into what they've become today. Mike's passion for the Bulls and business and minor league baseball is really unmatched. And he practices what he preaches when he says that you can't get outworked if you want to succeed in minor league baseball. This work ethic, and he'll tell you that of his staffs as well, was recognized last year when he was named the International League's Executive of the Year. He talks about that and a lot more in our conversation, which I think you'll enjoy. So without further ado, Durham Bulls General Manager, Mike Burling. Mike, good morning. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. No problem. How are you doing, Jake? I'm doing all right. So are you able to catch your breath now? I know the season wrapped up recently, and you know I know the, the results probably weren't exactly what you had hoped for, but I know when you're the general manager, there's lots of other things to get excited about. So can you give us a quick recap of the season and, and maybe the things you're looking at this offseason? Yeah, definitely, definitely trying to catch our breath. It was, I think, well, yeah, I think as you get older, it's just a, that much more difficult, you know, having a minor league baseball season. But, you know, this year was just a little more interesting just because we had Duke baseball. Um, you know, we had 27 Duke baseball games. So our opening day was February February 15th, which if you think about that, that's crazy. I think we it felt like we almost had a full season in before uh, before the bowl season even started. And then you know having the ACC tournament, um, you know from the on the field standpoint, obviously the Bulls, you know it was a difficult year. As crazy as it sounds, I think we ended up 16 games under 500. Yet we're only I think we were one and a half, two games out of first place, which you know last year was the first time in international league history that every team was over 500. And then this year you set a minor league baseball record with every team being under 500, but that's, that's how baseball goes. But uh, yeah, the staff, you know, as you said, you know, it's not all about, you know, the on-field stuff Um, from an attendance standpoint, you know, I thought things went really well this year, last year, you know, we set an attendance record, and, uh, you know, we were only seven, 8,000 off that. So second best year in Durham Bulls history. Wow. And uh, are you guys done building and bolting onto that stadium? <laughs> My goodness. I mean, you guys are essentially a big league park at this point. Yeah, it really has been crazy. You know, the amount of um, construction, and not just at the ballpark, but all the way, you know, throughout Durham. Um, you know, that's one of the fun things of working for, you know, the Durham Bulls, which is owned by Capital Broadcasting Company, is, you know, we're always thinking of different things we can do. And, you know, we're always given the resources to try to, 
you know, stay above, uh, you know, stay in front of the pack. And and we don't have anything planned at this time for for this off season. But uh, but you never know. You know, the way the way things work around here, you know, I could get a call tomorrow and we could start a new project. But uh, but it's been a lot of fun. I mean, truly, isn't this something like three or four straight off seasons where whether it's been an event or building out a brewery, you know, I, I, talk about a, a handful of the things that you've worked on these last few years. Yeah, it's it's really been, you know, so after, yeah, you know, we had the all-star game scheduled for 2014 and, you know, going into that, we really wanted to, you know, just obviously make the ballpark as, as special as we could. It was already a great ballpark, but you know, something that we really wanted to, to showcase to the rest of, of minor league baseball. Um, so it, it initially started as, um, you know, this, the city of Durham was going to give us um, $12 million to put into to renovations, and we were going to put in, I believe we were going to put in $3 million. Um, you know, next thing you know, um, Cal, I don't even know where, where we ended up, but we were, it was probably roughly a $25 million renovation. Um and wow. it was, you know, the way ballparks are now, you're trying to find different ways for, you know, just kind of gathering spaces. Um, you know, that's kind of the big thing in, in the new stadiums. So that was a focus of ours was, was you know, you know, we took out the entire press box area behind home plate. Um, we made that into a, a club area, which, you know, obviously from a special event standpoint has been huge. Um, we created this area down the right field line. Um, which is called Jackie's Landing, which is is like I said, it's kind of that gathering spot for fans to to just come out and 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 you know it's it's it, it's kind of a millennial spot, I guess is is the best way to look at it. You know, people you just lump them all together know, they, there. They, That's they, where they, they all hang they, out. Right, right. <laughs> just lump them all together, give them some beer, and right. and have a good time. Right. And then you kind of look at it from the uh, from the advertiser standpoint. You know, we added a brand new um, you know very large LED video board. We actually put it inside the Blue Monster in left field, which which was kind of cool, you know. There's there's no stadium in the country that has, you know, has their big video board right in the, you know, actually in play. Um, and then we also added a, a ribbon board along right the right field, um, left center to right field, which, you know, it's just from a from an advertising standpoint, it, it just has made a huge difference. You know, it just it, it really elevates you, and and that's something we have to do. You know, you have the Carolina Hurricanes here, you have the the different colleges here. Um, you know, we have to be able to compete. You know, for that advertising dollar and and to bring those things in, um, you know, really has allowed us to do that. Now, what about you personally? How do you top last off season's award? Now, I know you're going to give credit to your team, and I, <laughs> I, I do know I do know your team, uh, and they're extremely strong. But you know, for you personally, winning executive of the year um, in the IL. Um, what was that like for you? You know, again, you've got a strong team, and I know people have come and gone over the years, uh, and you've got a lot of support there from the ownership. But you know, for you personally, what did that mean? Yeah, you know, it was really special. Um, and like you said, I'm I'm really not big into the the whole awards thing, you know. And and I, I definitely do give credit to our staff, but for, but for me personally, it really did mean a lot. And you know, I guess the reason why I say that is, um, you know, the last. You know, pretty much starting in 2012, we, uh, you know, that was a time where we made a commitment to have the the trip or uh, the AAA National Championship game here, and then two years later have the um, the AAA All Star game. So you got in two out of three years you have the, you know, marquee really the marquee events in minor league baseball. And at that time when we made the decision to take this this on, um, you know, our our staff was pretty much rolling. We had a really good crew. 
and all of a sudden, kind of right before that, we lost a lot of our key members um, of our staff. So then it's like, oh my gosh, you know, here we are, you know, focused on, you know, having the the, the two biggest events in in minor league baseball, and and we have to recreate our staff. So, you know, that was kind of an exhausting process. Um, from my standpoint, it was a, a scary process. You know, you you think everything is is in perfect shape, and then all of a sudden you roll in, and and now you have to figure things out not only from from those two event standpoint, from but from you know just figuring out how to how to you know regroup the staff and and get things back on track. So you know to see how it all turned out, you know to to end up having the national championship game, to bring in all these new people, to you know showcase the triangle with the all star game, um, and then you know to top that off, set an all time Durham Bulls attendance record. Um, you know I, that that was very satisfying, and, and uh, it really meant a lot for me that uh, that the the rest of the international league recognized that. Yeah. You always hear the saying in sports, whether it's baseball or football or basketball, when somebody gets hurt, it's next man up. Um, you know, when you're the general manager and you've got to worry about the on and off field product, you know, that next man up comes into play with talent. And, you know, minor league baseball is not an easy gig. I mean, it's a lot of nights, it's long nights, it's wearing a lot of hats. So for you, when you balance that, the talent aspect, you know, you talked a little bit about losing uh, several key people before the season. Um, how big of a, a piece of your overall puzzle is that? Oh, it's huge. And, and more so, you know, I, I guess that's kind of what I have, you know, that's, that's the biggest challenge that I deal with is, is the personnel standpoint. You know, obviously we're very fortunate being the Durham Bulls that when we do post a position, we're probably going to get a lot more resumes than, you know, than the average team. Um, but, you know, for me, the, the culture here is so important and, you know, we're constantly trying to figure out, you know, whoever we hire, you know, needs to kind of fit with that culture, fit what we do. Um, and, and then the people we do have here, you know, obviously everybody has, you know, different personalities, you know, as, as our staff continues to get bigger, you know, back in the day, you know, with minor league teams, you used to have 10, 15 people, you know, now that those days are gone, now you got, you know, 30, 40 full-time staff people, you know, running around doing different things. And, and you know, it's, it's just that's the biggest part is trying to figure out how to make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, you know, everybody has different life changes, <laughs> you know, whether they're, right. you know, having kids, whether they're, you know, you name it, whatever whatever happens. Because as you just said, the, the minor league baseball lifestyle is, isn't for everybody. Um so that's that's the biggest piece for me, and that's probably the biggest challenge for me is is you know trying to make sure that we're kind of all on the same page, that we're all you know shooting for whatever that you know that goal is that year, um, and just trying to you know be a mentor you know for our staff, being a leader for our staff, um, you know what what different issues we have have on a daily basis, you know how can I help them, how can I help them grow. Um, you know, because that's important. I, I understand, you know, even though I've been here forever, um, you know, I definitely understand that, that a lot of people aren't going to be here forever. And, you know, how can I help them, you know, in, in their process, in their life process? And along those lines, what are you looking for in those employees? You know, I know you're not looking at every single resume that comes in for the, the day-to-day, you know, operations. Um, but, you know, you are working very closely with your head of sales, your assistant GM and, and roles like that. So twofold. One, what are you looking for in those kind of mid to upper uh, management positions? And then two, you know, uh, when you are out there every day, you do 
see all those entry level people, the interns, the, the, the people that are doing ticket sales, what are you looking for at that level as well? Yeah. Um, you know, I still really, you know, I, I try not to get into the weeds too much with, with, um, with our managers, but when it comes to hiring, uh, I definitely want to be involved. Um, and I think, you know, people are surprised with that, you know, when we're hiring trainees, um, you know, they're getting a call for me and, you know, it may not be a long interview, but it's going to be an interview because, you know, the personnel is the most important thing is, is what drives the Durham Bulls. And, and for me, I, you know, I, these guys get sick of me saying it, but, you know, I keep talking about the Durham Bulls are a bus. And, you know, for me, it's, it's what kind of people do I want to have on the bus? Um, I don't really care about what seat they're in because, you know, that's what I think we're good at is, uh, you know, I think we, once we get people in here that are like-minded um, with how we, how we run things and, and the culture that we run things, um, you know, we'll figure out, we'll figure out what they, what they need to do or what they can do and, and we can train them in a way that they're going to be successful. So, you know, for me, it's, um, you know, you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers with their all in, you know, we talk about that a lot here, you know, we need to find people who are all in. Um, and, and I know that can be a vague description, but, uh, but, you know, people that just get it, you know, this, this is, this is not an easy thing to get in. People just think that, oh, I love sports, so I want to go work in minor league baseball. Um, it, it just can't work that way. You you have to understand. You have to kind of buy into our culture. You have to buy into the fact that um, you're going to be asked to do things that that you know you've probably never thought you were capable of doing. Um, you know, so that's that's really important. Detail. You know, I'm always looking for people that are detailed. You know, for example, if we're hiring an operations um, position, you know, one of the things with when with interviewing is you know, we make people go with a pad of paper, just leave, you know, leave the office, go by yourself, go walk around the ballpark and write down everything that you see that you would change if, if you were in fact hired for that position. Um, and you'd be amazed, you know, you got some people that come in with, you know, three sheets of, you know, this, in, in this corner, there was a piece of grass or a weed. And then you got other people that come in and, you know, it's, it's half a page, you know, we want the people that can, that can see things, um, that our fans and others can't see, you know, cause that's what makes us successful. Um, you know, we are so into the details and, you know, the details are very important. And, and like I said, the fans may not see it, but, but all as a whole, um, you know, that's going to be very important. Um, and the other thing, you know, it's just, I don't know, this, this is kind of my management. You, you just can't get outworked. You know, nobody's ever going to outwork me. That's, that's just has always been my mentality. And those are the people we're looking at. Um, you know, it's it, it, and that really doesn't matter what the position. Um, you know, we uh, th those are the people we want in here. And then, like I said before, we'll figure out, you know, where they best fit. You know, they may apply for a certain position, and we may say, hey, um, you know, I know you applied for this position, but in, in my mind, that may not be the best one. You know, why don't you look over here? Um, and 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 that goes the same for the you know our trainee program. Um, you know, I'm really. Yeah, we've we've always had a great trainee program. We're kind of different than a lot of minor league teams. They, uh, you know, kids in college, you know, they're gonna they're gonna bring them in in May. Um, you know, they're gonna throw them, you know, put throw them into the uh, into the fire because their season's already started, and and they're gonna have them do all this, you know, different positions. Um, probably not positions that they're gonna learn a lot from. It's more just, you know, bodies kind of filling filling up jobs. Um, we don't look at it that way. You know, our our trainee program is. You know, you're really treated like a, a full-time person pretty much from 
October, November until the end of that following season. Uh, so, so we're we're looking for people who really just graduated out from college that that past May or graduating in December of that year uh, that are really interested in getting into this business. And um, so we're going to focus on those people. And then you know, we, like I said before, we can we can figure out where they need to be. If if you know, we're going to have some in tickets, we're going to have some in sponsorship, we're going to have some in operations, we're going to have have some in media relations marketing. Um, and I think a lot of people think they know what they want to get into, but until they really kind of see it and feel what minor league baseball is all about, all about, they, they have a hard time with that. So, you know, that's when we go back to, you know, are you all in? Are you detailed? You know, what is your work ethic? You know, what are you passionate about? Uh, those are the things that, that we're going to look for. And with the sheer volume of the people that come in uh, through this, you, you know, you talk about the trainee program and even some of the uh, management positions. I don't want to put you on the spot here, but um, it was, any alumni from those that come to mind? You know, I know John Bishop was your longtime um, assistant GM, I believe was his title, but you know, now you know, he's gone on to the NBA, and I saw he's now at uh, Texas A&M in a leadership position. But are there other kind of success stories like that? You know, that's as I get older. So I, I, I never really thought about much of that as I've as I've been in minor league baseball. Oh, come but, on, you're launching some now, careers now, now that I'm older. I, yeah. I, I actually I look at that a lot, yeah. and uh, you know, it, it is incredible the amount of Durham Bulls employees that are out there in the sports world. Um, in fact, we've talked recently about you know really going through. So I got here in 1998 um, about going through all of our different people and and you know kind of doing a a little alumni board, but yeah, you mentioned John Bishop. Actually, he decided to stay with the NBA. He uh, oh. he had taken the job with Texas A&M, and and it fell through. So he's actually back with the NBA. Um, but you got Gillian Zucker, who is who I actually um, took her place as assistant GM. Um, she's the president of the the Clippers. Um, you have you know Brian Crichton, who has been in NASCAR for God, how long has he been? He's probably been gone for you know going on. 12, 14 years. Um, we have, I think we have five, five people in the NBA. We have multiple people that are either GMs of, you know, Learfield or um, IMG properties. Um, you know, it's 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 just is really cool. You know, that's what sure. that's what we want to see. Yeah, you know, we we don't expect, especially in certain positions, we don't expect people to to you know to be with the Durham Bulls forever. You know, would I love to see that? Sure. Um, but we have been, you know, I talked about us losing people in, you know, the 2011, 2012 um, time frame. Most of the time, you know, we've had pretty good runs with our managers. You know, we're going, you know, we usually go kind of five to eight years with our kind of same management crew. So if you're if you're under them, you know, you you know, you want to move up, and and we completely understand that. And you know, what we tell our employees all the time is, is I just don't want somebody, you know, going around sending out resumes, you know, kind of I guess behind my back. I've made, I make it very clear to every employee here that don't feel bad if you want to go, you know, apply for another job. Um, to me, it's more about the timing. As long as the timing kind of works for everybody, you know, I'm going to be your number one fan, and I'm going to do everything I can to help you find that position you want, and I'm going to do everything to, to kind of challenge you uh, in your thought process, just to make sure that that when you do leave, it is something that you're, you're not going to look back and and not say, you know, I never should have left the Bulls. Um, which has happened a lot. You know, I've had a lot of people that, you know, they kind of go go to that next position just because they're either very impatient um, or or they just think it's the next thing. They may chase some money. 
um, and I get that call and they're like, you know what, I just, I never should have, never should have left. Um, and, and, you know, we want to try to prepare people as much as we can, but we, they need to understand that, you know, the culture here isn't the same culture in every, uh, every business, every sports team, and, and you have to be prepared for that. Right. So let's go all the way back. How does a Wisconsin guy end up the GM of the Durham Bulls? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, so I, I graduated from Wisconsin lacrosse, uh, and I was sports management major, um, business admin minor. And as one of our, um, you know, one of the, the requirements to graduate, you have it, had to have an inter internship. I was fortunate enough that a minor league team um, called the Appleton Foxes at the time, they uh, they were about 10, 15 minutes from where I grew up. So, you know, it was just one of those things. I knew I had to get an inter internship, you know, drove over. And this was this was not the minor league baseball <laughs> that it is today. Um, you know, this was a very old ballpark. Uh, I think they drew, God, I think they drew 70,000 people for the year. My goodness. Um, yeah. It was, That's Saturday it was for you guys. Team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so I just walked in and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm really need an internship. Don't have to pay me. And, you know, for a team like that, I think they had three full-time people and they wanted any help they could get. So, so there was like three or four of us that, that interned that year. And that was, I believe the guy that was 1994. So about halfway through the year, our general manager, one of our three full-time people, just kind of went AWOL. Nobody could find him. It was the craziest thing. So we found out that he he quit the Foxes and went to another team up in up in another minor league team up in Canada, I think it was. So here you are. You got two full-time employees. One of them was the assistant GM, and one of them was the office manager. So uh, naturally, the the assistant general manager became general manager. And, you know, he comes to me and says, hey, um, I need you to be my head of operations. <laughs> so here I am about two months into my internship. And he tells me, and it, and it, it didn't mean anything. He wasn't going to pay me. Right. <laughs> it was just, hey, here's a position. So I'm like, great. Um, so season ends. Um, and, at, and at that time, we had just made an announcement that we were uh, going to be uh, building a new stadium uh, in Appleton later on that year and changing our name. We actually changed our name to the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. So I guess I did a good enough job. Wait, time, time where, out. Can you please explain uh, us what a timber rattler hire. is? What was that? Can you explain a t what a timber rattler is? <laughs> uh, good question. Yeah, I, I lived in Wisconsin my whole life, and I never even knew we had uh, had rattlesnakes I in mean, Wisconsin. Some of these mascots are unbelievable. Yeah, they really are. And uh, so, you know, the first part was, and I know teams go through this now, you know, changing their name from Appleton to Wisconsin. You know, we got a lot of heat for that just because a lot of people, you know, didn't want us to, to get rid of the Appleton Interesting, name. Interesting, yeah. Um, but, you know, for us it was, you know, trying to become a bigger – bigger brand so so we move into a, a new stadium I was actually hired as assistant GM so you talk about just luck and timing um, you know that was crazy to go from an internship in 1994 to assistant GM in a new ballpark in 1995 uh, you know was kind of crazy um, so we went from I think we went from 70,000 in attendance to 220,000 in attendance in a new ballpark everything was great um, after the first year my boss, the general manager, he obviously got just tons of accolades for everything that he accomplished, um, you know, with the move and all that stuff. So he uh, he got hired by the Milwaukee Brewers. So here you are. Uh, I think I was 23 at the time, and you have a board of directors trying to figure out if they want to name a 23-year-old general manager. 
it took him about two months to to figure it out. But you know, fortunately, I was I was named general manager uh, of that of that team. It was a Seattle Mariners franchise. Uh, so I worked there for three years, and then kind of one of the craziest stories. Once again, just incredible timing and luck. Uh, we had always hosted a Green Bay Packer um, celebrity softball game in Wisconsin, and a friend of mine called me up and said, "Hey, there's this." vice president of Capital Broadcasting Company, which I had never heard anything about Capital Broadcasting Company. He had a home in, in northern Wisconsin, and he wanted to come to the game. So he asked if I would get him tickets. And so I got the guy tickets, and the game ended. And I just I remembered that, hey, I had gotten this guy tickets. I'll just run down and say hi to him quick. So I went down and, and said hi to him and him and his family. And and he, uh, he I offered to give him a tour. So I'm walking him around. And He's like, so what are your plans? I'm like, oh, man, I just love it here. I'm general manager of my hometown team. And he's like, well, there's a possibility that the assistant GM job of the Durham Bulls is going to be coming open. Would you be interested? And I'm like, well, heck, I'll Durham Bulls, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll send my resume. So, you know, sent my resume, not thinking that, you know, like I said, that was a dream job for me. Right, and your resume at that point at 23 years old is <laughs> – uh, your GPA and one year of GMing, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Right. It's my GPA. It's I worked, you know, three quarter of a, of a season in a right. old ballpark with seventy thousand fans. And, right. Oh, by the way, then I got thrown into this this spot. Okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah. It, it it. I just laugh every time I think about it. Um, so sure enough, they're they're flying me out here. Uh, you know, a couple weeks later. And, um, you know, get off of the job, I think, in the end of – it was in August of, of 1998. And I'm, I'm kind of a loyal um, loyal person. So I'm telling them, here I am. Sorry, Durham Bulls. I can't take the job unless you allow me to, to finish the season. I, I can't leave my, my team the way – you know, I, I just can't leave it leave that way. Um, this team meant, meant too much to me. So they're like, oh, no problem. So I was basically flying back and forth from Wisconsin to Durham, you know, trying to learn the Durham Bulls and also running the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. Um, so left after that season, was assistant GM here for, God, I think I was assistant GM for maybe three years, and then have been GM for the last 14. Been crazy. Wow. And then that just summarized the last 14 years. Just like, oh, just GM for the last 14. <laughs> So, you know, when you're in a, a, an area like the Triangle where college sports, particularly college basketball rules, you know, how have maybe how have things changed? But for you, you know, what is that that yearly daily battle like? Um, not that you need to gain relevancy because you guys are the, the biggest baseball show in town. Um, but what's it like competing in that market? You know, down here in Charlotte, the Charlotte Knights go up against obviously the Hornets and the Panthers. So what's it like there in the triangle? No, you're right. It's, it's hard, you know, and it's, and it, you know, for us with minor league baseball, because as much as we want to try to act like, you know, it's all about the players and the Durham Bulls, you know, we know in reality, it's not, it, it's more about, you know, family fun, you know, inexpensive, entertainment options so from our standpoint yes we do feel we we battle the colleges we do feel we battle the the hurricanes um but we also feel we battle that that trip to the beach or or that vacation or you know or you know uh, people's lives are just busy you know they're you know anytime you have have kids whether <clears throat> whether you're running the soccer games or running the little league games um you know people's lives are just busy so we're always trying to figure out a way to, to, to kind of cut through all that. Um, you know, we embrace 
yeah, what what is going on with the colleges around here? We embrace when the Carolina Hurricanes are are making a Stanley Cup run. Yeah, that's what that's what makes a triangle just so incredible. Is you know the sports fans, the um, you know, it, it's just a special place to live. So you know, with that said, you know we, we do have to find ways to get people to come here, and you know that's why for us it's it's really controlling the controllables. You know, we're not we're not going to rely on that big walk-up crowd um, to come out and watch a Bulls game. Uh, that's just that cannot be our focus. We're we're never going to be successful if that's our focus. So what we do, and especially this time of year. You know, we're we're always de- we're dealing with packages, we're dealing with season tickets, we're dealing with mini plans, um, we're dealing with group sales, we're dealing with you know different events. You know, what what there's there's always things that that we can be going after that um, that we can kind of separate ourselves out from the colleges or from from the hurricanes. And you know, a lot of that has to do with price. A lot of that has to do with you know, when we play, you know, being in the summer versus versus the colleges and, and the hurricanes, you know, during the school season and during, you know, the winter and fall. Um, so that's what we focus on. And, you know, people are just – anytime I tell people that we'll have, you know, whatever the – I think the number's close, 53% of our tickets sold before the first pitch of the season – you know, most people think we don't do anything during the during the, the off season. They, they, it's so funny <laughs> right. how many times our fans make sure. it sound like we're going to go on a five. How's your vacation, vacation been, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> right. I've, I've I've been here 18 years with the Bulls, and I've never used up all my vacation. I can and I don't, as much as my wife gets on my case for not using it, um, I never will because it's just there. There's just so much that happens. You know, we may get a, a week to kind of recharge, but you know, we're we're already back at it. We're already hiring new new people right now. We're already, you know, like I said, going through the renewal process. Our our sponsorship folks are are already, you know, well into what they're doing. So, you know, and that's what you know. We're just always trying to find new things to do. We're I'm always trying to learn. You know, I don't even begin to think that I have this thing figured out. So I'm constantly trying to look for other teams, what they're doing. Um, all across all different divisions, whether it's retail, whether it's marketing, ticket sales, sponsorship, you know, it's just uh, concessions. You know, now that we took over concessions, there, there's always teams doing some piece better than you. And I'm going to always try to find out what that is and try to implement it here. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of teams look to you, um, look to the Durham Bulls at what they're doing. Uh, but as you just said, are there one or two teams that right now you look at and you say, wow, these guys are just killing it? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's just so many. You're right. There's so many just good, smart people in sports now. Um, you know, on the minor league side, you know, I kind of have, you know, just because I've been in it so long. Sure. You know, I kind of have those, those few teams that we're always, you know, bouncing ideas off of. You know, for, and from my standpoint, it's the Lehigh Valleys and the Toledo's and the, you know, Indianapolis has just been. You know, doing some tremendous things. Um, what about so they they put bacon on a hat? Have you guys thought about putting steak on a hat? You know, that's that's one of my biggest challenges here with the Bulls <laughs> right. is, you know, the Bulls brand is so different than without a doubt ninety nine percent of minor league baseball. So you know, I don't ever want to feel that I'm kind of squashing all these great ideas from our staff. But it's it's to me it's very important that we kind of pick and choose what we do, and you know yes if we did that could we sell just tons of merchandise absolutely we could, um, but I 
try to look at the end game. I try to look. I, I try not to look short term. You know, okay, we can do this. I try to think of this Bulls brand is so important. You know, what will this do to the brand if we do this? Right. And that's kind of one of my frustrations of of minor league baseball is I think too many teams are trying just to get their name mentioned on Sports Center or get Darren Ravel to retweet something. You know, that should not be your goal uh, when you're running a minor league baseball team. Um, so that's a frustration. But yeah, that that it is something we talked about. You know, we've talked about a lot of that. You see the food craze. You see, you know, Fresno calling themselves the tacos. Sure. Um, you know, we could easily do something like that and, and get a lot of attention. But, um, you know, I try to be careful with that. Yeah. What about you personally? Theoretically, there are some of those younger 20s, mid 20s, upper 20s GMs, whether it's in minor league baseball or the NBDL or other professional leagues that are listening. Um, you know, when you were a couple years into your Bulls gig, you know, did you have the mindset of what would be the next step? You know, did you think about Major League Baseball? Um, and at what point in your career did you say, hey, you know what, I'm in the Triangle area of North Carolina, one of the best quality of life situations there is in the country. I'm in an unbelievable organization. You know, just give me that that mindset as your career has grown. Yeah, I, I definitely did. If if you would have told me that I'd be with the Durham Bulls for 18 years, I you know I would have told anybody that they're crazy. Um, you know, my intention was, you know, once I left Wisconsin, you know, I literally thought that I, that would be my job my entire life, just because my family's there, my wife's family's there. Um, that just felt like something I could do forever. But then when there's only one or two teams in minor league baseball that could have got me to leave, and, and the Durham Bulls was one of them. Um, so then all of a sudden, okay, you're you're general manager of a AAA team at I think I was 27, 28 at the time, whatever it was. Um, you know, so, so then you start thinking, all right, what am I going to do? You know, what is that next step? But the, you know, as you get older and you get have kids and you know, your priorities just drastically change. It's it's not about you. Um, it's not about what how far you can go in your career. It's it's you know what what makes everybody happy. Um, and I never wanted to be a dad that is telling their kids we're you know going from this team to that team or moving from this part of the country to that part of the country. Um, and we just you know, and and the other thing is is Capital Broadcasting Company is just an incredible company. Like I said earlier, you know. They let me do what I need to do. Um, they give me the guidance when I need it. They give me the resources when I need it. Um, so all of a sudden, you know, those aspirations of, you know, you know, do I look back? Because I guess the NBA, you know, there's two or three guys that back in the, you know, early 2000s were calling me saying, hey, you need to come here. You need to, we got this group that we got started. Now I turn around and look, and one of them's president of the Philadelphia 76ers. Another one is president of the the soccer team up in New York. He's been over in Europe as a president over there. You know, you, you look at that and you're like, okay, that could have, I could have been with them. Right. But then, you know what, I'm, I'm just, it's just not me. You know, I'm just a kind of loyal, hardworking guy. Um, you know, really feel that it's important that, you know, the, the things that I'm doing here, the, you know, more of the guidance with, with some of the people. And I take just as much fun and credit, you know, seeing some of the people that used to work here go on and do great things and than I would with myself. Now, once my kids, you know, I keep telling people here, once my kids, you know, graduate high school, which is, I got a senior and a sophomore, you know, will I start looking at different things? Probably. Um, but I'm not going to just look for things to go somewhere. I'm, I'm going to look for something that 
you know, really has to, um, you know, put me in a place where I just think makes makes the most sense. But I'm very happy here. It's just been a great run. Sure. You talk about your wife and kids. Uh, how do you make it work on a work-life balance level? Um, you know, I, I know that your kids are heavily involved with baseball themselves, and I know that you're involved then uh, as a parent watching them. Um, do you guys have a rhythm after so many years uh, running the team of, you know, when is a good time for you guys to vacation? And, you know, how do you work in, you know, watching games when you're also trying to run a team? Yeah, it, it, it's so hard. You know, I'm, I'm, that, that's the that's the hardest. You know, and I tell people it, it's it's when people are coming into sports, it's really easy to just kind of give them lip service about how hard it is. But uh, but once you're in, you just kind of understand that. And I'm much better at it now than I used to be. Um, I would never proclaim that I've been the, the best at at the whole work life balance thing. And I'm sure my my wife would probably agree with that. <laughs> um, but you're right. The, the, I look back now. And like I said, a senior and a sophomore, and I look back at all those days when they were playing baseball when they were younger and, and just all the little things. Um, you know, for us, it was more about, you know, our kids when they were growing up, they were in year-round school. And we did that because we pretty much had the, the kids had the whole month of October off. And that was a perfect month for me to kind of wind down. So we would always do our, our vacations and stuff then. Now that they're older, you know, in fact, we, we, right in the middle of the season, right after the ACC tournament, you know, we took a trip back for a week to Wisconsin and, and just had a, a tremendous time with the grandparents. And, um, you know, that's, that's the hardest part. You have to remember what's most important. And, and there were definitely times through this process that, you know, I was not the best at that. Um, but now you kind of look back and, and, and I've been very fortunate with my boss, George Hable, that, you know, he's never been a guy that tells me I have to be here. In fact, he's he's the one kind of pushing me out the door when when he knows something is important for me from a from a family standpoint. So as long as in, in you know, with the staff that we have, you know, it's it's just made it much easier for me to get out when I need to and, and I feel and I and I try to do that the same way with our staff. You know, if if they need to do something with their family, you know, they don't need to ask me. They just need to tell me. You know, I'm not they don't need to ask permission. You know, we know what's most important in this at the end of the day and and it sure isn't the Drumbull's uh, baseball team. So say I am you know, one of your managers, and I, I just told you that I accepted a new position, and obviously you're bummed. It's a terrible conversation. But what advice are you giving me uh, on my way out as I you know, potentially begin to you know, move my family across country and start a new job? You know, whether it's advice that someone gave you early on um, or just something that you know, maybe you've learned over the years that you like to impart. Yeah, it's funny you said that. If somebody came in, in you'd say get out of here. If somebody, if if somebody came in and that's the first I heard of it was when they accepted the job, <laughs> it wouldn't be a good situation. All right, <laughs> so that, maybe that's, maybe that's I what I promote that all the time, and it's funny because people are so not used to that mentality. Right, they're they're like afraid to tell their bosses that they're interested in another job, and and I ingrain it in people's heads that I, that better not be the way it is. I better know about it and just be honest with me. You know, this isn't, I know it's kind of a novel concept, but just be honest and I'll help you. Um, but I, I think from, I guess I'd say a couple things. Um, you know, one of the best pieces of advice I got early on was, you know, to work on the business, not in the business. Um, and I can, Early on, I had I struggled with that. I, I wanted to be a piece of a part of every single decision, whether it was, you know, tickets, sponsorship, retail operations, and you just can't you can't be successful that way. 
you have to kind of look at the big picture. You have to look look from, you know, 10,000 feet about what direction you want things to go in. Um, it's just so easy to to look at, you know, come in and say, oh, I got to make 250 phone calls today to, you know, to, from as a ticket sales standpoint. You know, they're not looking at the big picture of, of okay, if I make 250 phone calls today, you know, I'm going to end up, you know, being this successful in ticket sales. It's going to lead me to this position. You know, you, you have to kind of look at things that way. And, you know, I guess the other piece, and this is this has helped me a lot since I've, I've been older, but uh, a great piece of advice I got from um, one of the guys with the Rays is, is sometimes you have to play for the tie. And I thought that was really interesting because I'm a pretty stubborn person, and I always love to battle and, and argue <laughs> and, and debate things. And, you know, when he told me that, it, it, it has really helped me over the last, you know, five to ten years of, you know, you really have to pick and choose what you're, what you're kind of fighting for. And you really have to do, you know, going along with what I said before, you really have to do kind of see that big picture and try to figure out, you know, what is your end game, um, and then make decisions, um, you know, on a daily basis that kind of fit what that end game is. And you know, ever since I've he's told me that, I've I've definitely been better at, you know, is, is not, you know, I'm not going to the the battles with my bosses. You know, I'm not going to do the things that I used to do because, you know, at the end of the day, that's not really the important part. It's it's kind of looking at that big picture and making sure we're all in the in the in the same direction. Okay, and wrapping up, you know, I, I'd like to ask everybody the same handful of questions. You know, for you, um, you know, once when the season's going, I know you're fully immersed in uh, Durham Bulls baseball, uh, but maybe off season, you know, you're commuting to work. You know, are you a podcast guy? Do you uh, like to read certain authors or writers, or are you a big social media guy? Uh, and along those lines, where can people find you online? Yeah, I I love to learn. You know, and, and that can come in many different forms, whether it's reading books or just reading articles or, or like you said, podcasts or social media. Um, a, a few on my list, you know, Troy Kirby has just tons of, of great podcasts that sure. I listen to. Um, obviously, you gotta you gotta or you gotta read uh, Sports Business Journal. That's just kind of a normal. Uh, in terms of podcasts, um, I think Sports Business Radio. There's Sports Geek. Um, Websites I'm a, for minor league baseball, ballpark, ballparkdigest.com. That's a big one that all of us minor league guys look at. Um, the sportsmarketingreport.com is a big one. You know, for me, I just got the, you know, obviously the Flipboard app. You know, I, I have so much sports business stuff on that. So I could sit there at least two times a day. I'm looking at, at Flipboard and just checking out every possible story of, of whether it's virtual reality or ticket sales or or you name it, I'm always trying to, you know, see what other teams are doing. You you, you can never stop learning. Right. And where can people find you this off season? I assume the winter meetings. And do you go anywhere else? Yeah, we just uh, in fact just got back two days ago from we finished up the AAA season. We had the AAA national championship game in Memphis, and we have our league meetings associated with that. Um, next week we head to Birmingham. We have a minor league baseball promotional seminar where we kind of share ideas and steal ideas. And then Washington for the the winter meetings in in December. Um, Twitter is probably my you know I'm on all the social media, but right. more so I'm probably more active on Twitter, and that's at Durham Bulls GM. Um, all the other ones, the Instagrams, the Snapchats, the 
you know, you name it, most of that stuff I'm doing just to try to see what other teams are doing so we can implement them here with the Bulls. But Twitter is probably more me personally. Sure. And, and another question uh, I like to ask is who would round out your ideal golf foursome? Now, I'm hesitant to ask you because I'm assuming you're going to say something like Brett Favre and a bunch of Packers, but uh, and maybe that is the case. <laughs> but, you know, whether it's people in sports, in minor league baseball, executives you've worked with, you know, what would make up your ideal afternoon on the links? Um, you know, actually, uh, Brett Favre, I, I kind of disowned him for until I got think Thanksgiving. So, right. when we brought him back in. I, was, I he's I don't know. He he wouldn't be on my list. Unfortunately, he's still crawling back into my life. Right. Um. Yeah, I definitely say Michael Jordan. That you know that was the guy that you know just grew up idolizing was the whole Michael Jordan thing. Um. You know, for me, it's it. I love the bit. I love business and I love finance and. So I would kind of go outside the sports world. I would love to either have like a Warren Buffett or a Bill Gates or I'd love to just pick their brain on, on you know, how successful they've been and, and the changes that, that they're not only made when they were, you know, as part of the business, but now the changes they're doing on a global level. Um, the intelligence on those guys is incredible, and I'd love to just, you know, kind of pick their brain a little bit. That's a pretty heavy foursome right there. It is. pretty yeah. good. So you mentioned Twitter. Uh, what is your handle? At uh, Durham Bulls GM. Okay, got it. Well, I, thank you so much for coming on today, Mike. You know, we learned a lot. I, the one thing that stuck with me was, you know, no one's going to outwork you. And, you know, we hear that all the time uh, from people in the industry. But when you hear it from the person at the top, I think that's when it really resonates. So thanks for imparting some words of wisdom and for sharing your, uh, your background, starting as a 23-year-old GM. That's wild. Uh, and now your successful run at the Bulls. So congratulations again, and thank you. Thanks, Jake. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening to the Front Office Exchange, where you hear about the careers of some of the leading executives in sports business. Visit us at frontofficeexchange.com, on Facebook, at Front Office Exchange, and on Twitter, at Front Office EXCH, to access past episodes, show notes, and much, much more. 